Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Mum Talk, hosted by myself, Emma Jolin, mum to Amandine, who was born in September 2018. If you are new here on this podcast, I share my journey as a mum from pregnancy to life with a baby, now toddler, sharing all the highs and all the lows. Not only am I joined by incredibly knowledgeable guests, some experts in their field, but also mums and dads sharing their experience of pregnancy and parenthood. As always, you can trust in mum talk to be honest real and informative and provide plenty of nod along and me too moments wherever you may be thank you for listening and enjoy being part of today's conversation Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Mum Talk, Series 7, Episode 7. And you have got me again for a little bit of a catch up with you guys and to answer your questions. I really miss chatting with you guys and uh, it seems like those podcasts right at the beginning where it was just me every single time sharing my experience uh, seems so long ago. And even though, you know, every single day was different way back in the baby days, um, every day isn't different here, but there's certainly things that are <laughs> developing as Amandine um, starts to really grow into herself. We have noticed a huge, huge change in her in these last three months during lockdown. So um, I'm going to chat to you a little bit about that. I feel like today's podcast is going to be a bit more of a me too moment podcast (laughs) than ever before because I'm really hoping that there'll be lots of you nodding along thinking oh gosh yeah yeah it's me too it's me too you're not alone in this Emma it's me too because um I think maybe because I haven't seen many people and we haven't been hanging out with um you know mum friends and kids as much as we would have been pre-lockdown I just haven't I don't know, seeing what other kiddos are doing, seeing what I see, how other parents are handling the situations, you know? Anyway, right now it is Tuesday evening. As per usual, I'm leaving it to the last minute, which actually is really nice because sometimes I think when I record them a little bit more in advance, I then get to the day when it gets released and I'm like, oh, I could have shared this and this and this and this happened and this happened. So, Um, it's really nice doing them just before I know that you're going to be listening to them the next day. The downside is, obviously the one evening I wanted Amandine to go to bed really easy, Hendrix out, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, Amandine and I came back from a really lovely early beach dinner, um, but I thought, well that'll poop her out completely, she'll be exhausted. I've literally just probably spent the last 45 minutes trying to get Amandine down, which is hilarious because my friend and I on the beach just now were saying how that my friend was sharing one of her friend's experiences about how difficult it was to get her little one down and um, I was kind of thinking, oh gosh, you know, what would that be like? What would that be like now if that happened? Um, Because Amandine's brilliant. She goes down to bed really, really easily. She goes down to bed within, I don't know, 10 minutes. You say, do you want to go in your cot? She says, yes. You lie her down, you leave the room and that's it. Not tonight, my friends, not tonight. Tonight, I read her a little bit of a book um, and she didn't want any milk. In fact, she pretty much flung it out of my hands. She did a pee on the carpet. Uh, I asked her if she wanted to get into the shower with me, which she normally likes. Threw an absolute wobbly at that. She trapped her finger in the shower door. Uh, What else went wrong? Literally. (laughs) Literally most things went wrong. So gave her a little wash down, got the sun cream off. 
um, gave her a little moisturise, then she went and grabbed a book, sat on my bed, she wanted to be read there, oh goodness me, and it's kind of that level isn't it, of how much am I going to give into, and how much am I actually going to be authoritative, or not authoritative, that's really the wrong word, but strong in what we're doing, um, and make it happen, (laughs) I dread to think what Hendrik would have thought, he probably would have thought I was completely incapable of putting my own child to bed, Um, So I'm quite grateful that he's not here. He hasn't had a very good week, bless him. He, um, I think he was just simply biting his nails and managed to, he's got a veneer in his, in his mouth, one of his teeth, a veneer, and he managed to pop that off. So he's been walking around. I don't know if you know this, but when you have a veneer, the, the tooth underneath basically gets filed down really small and he popped off that veneer. So he literally looked, so rough (laughs) and the tooth is a really horrible color oh bless him he just he didn't look his finest he did not look his finest um so he has gone up to the dentist because of course that tooth without the veneer on has no protection it's super sensitive you can't um drink cold drinks you can't eat hot food you can't eat cold food um and he was really struggling a little bit so uh he has gone to his dentist which is all the way in bristol for an emergency appointment this evening so that's where he's at and i imagine he'll be on his way home anytime now um but yes that is why I was left to put Amandine down by myself. I, I don't know if it's maybe Amandine knew that Hendrik wasn't here and she's got so used to us both putting her to bed. You know, we'll both kind of give her a bath, we'll both be around and then maybe Hendrik will read the book or I'll read the book or, you know, whoever's got jobs to do won't read the book kind of thing. Um, and maybe that's why. Maybe she's waiting for Papa to get home, which is very, very cute. Don't get me wrong. It's very cute but also not particularly handy when I really wanted to record this podcast. (laughs) Anyway, it's done and she's finally settled. She also has um, uh, developed this very fake cry, which is very sweet because I know it's just her not being able to process her emotions, Uh, but it does make me laugh and I do have to stop myself from laughing and really hold back because I know that's not nice um but yeah it does make me giggle a little inside when she starts the fake cry bless her but I can see her eyes wide open sucking her thumb um and I know there was a question from one of you about whether Amandine sucks her thumb yes she still sucks her thumb that thumb is going nowhere and to be honest right now I'm not too fussed about it when we see her sucking her thumb which I would probably say is about six or seven times a day uh, we do say, don't suck your thumb in French, actually. And she takes it straight out of her mouth and then she does something else. So she's very, very good. She definitely seeks for it when she needs comfort. So crying or, um, tired. So right now she's sucking her thumb to go to sleep. Uh, or if she's, um, maybe a bit bored, she'll suck her thumb. Or if she's watching TV, she might suck her thumb. But if we're out and about and she's sucking her thumb or she's in the carrier and she's sucking her thumb, we do ask her not to. And she knows, she knows. Uh, And hopefully she'll outgrow it. But I think that's probably me being really, 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 really naive to the fact that she probably won't outgrow it. Um, But, you know, we're just rolling with it right now. I am not about to start taking her thumb away from her. Um, We'll see what happens. 
yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but how are you guys? Um, how are you all doing? I haven't actually checked the news this evening, but I did have a peek at it at lunchtime when Amandine was asleep and I see that Boris has made an announcement and there's lots of things that are going to be opening and perhaps going back to what was the old normal and um, to make the new normal feel a little bit like the old normal. <laughs> um, so I'm going to get myself clued up on those after the podcast and have a bit of a read of those um, and see if I can finally go and stay with my mum. I really, really just want to go and stay with my mum and have a chilled you know, evening. We've been going down and we've been spending time um, with them at the beach or well, with my mum at the beach or uh, in her garden. Um, but we haven't obviously been staying and we haven't been going inside the house and it's just been really awkward. It's been so awkward to go home essentially and not be able to like go in the house or have to kind of panic when you go to the loo or, you know, it's, it's time for that to be over, I feel. And also, I hear the campsites are opening, so it'd be really nice to go um, camping. Um, although, I haven't camped with Amandine, so I have no idea what that would be like. I wouldn't even know what to start. I don't even have a tent. I have nothing, actually. Um, and Hendrik hates camping, so he won't be camping with me. <laughs> but what I'm getting at is it would just be really nice to go somewhere where you're there and you are just there you know, it's not a day trip out, it's not, um, you know, you don't have to drive there and back in one day, you just are there, and you can chill, and you can relax, and it's fun, and you can play, if it all goes to shit, it's fine, it's not a big deal, you can always get in the car and go home, but it would just be nice to just, I don't know, be a little bit of an adventure, have a little adventure, I guess I'm feeling adventurous, the time has come, but you guys know I like my adventures, so yeah. Okay, I'll catch up with you first and then I'll cover the few questions that you guys got in. I know I didn't leave that much time for you guys to send in questions. I'm really, really sorry, but I'm hoping that the information I give you will be around the information that you are um, asking. So loads of you asked last week um, what how I'm doing because I haven't really been that active on social media on mum talk I'm really really sorry I haven't been I've just been trying to use my time in some other ways um I have been um trying to get back into some work and as I'm sure that all of you who are self-employed and you're probably listening know um know very well it takes a long time to get any work <laughs> when you're self-employed um there's a lot of kind of outgoing outgoing effort and time before you get anything coming in so that's kind of where I've been pouring my efforts into and just trying to um, find some other ways of uh, essentially bringing in some money because with Hendrik furloughed um, and everything all a little bit up in the air and Amandine's approaching two it's um yeah we need to start addressing that uh, and it's not just that, it's also I would like to work, get back into some work and start earning some money because it gives me a huge sense of, it's just, it's just good for me. It just gives me a better sense of self, I suppose, um, and really helps me feel positive and be in a much more positive mindset. I hate being independent in any way, so... Um, 
yeah, it's it's nice for me to be able to do something for myself, I guess. Um, potty training. After I mentioned that a couple of weeks ago, lots of questions around that. Um, so I know you guys want to hear about this. It's not going well. So I bought a book on Amazon. It is called Princess Polly Potty Training Book. And it's a book for Amandine. And interestingly, the minute I gave her the book, she started reading it. It's got this really cool button when you press. Everyone goes, hooray. Um, it's very sweet. And then I, when we went upstairs for her nap, I said, Amandine, would you like to go on the potty like Princess Polly? And she was so excited. And she said, yes, yes, yes. And she sat on the potty, did nothing, got straight back off again. So it's almost like she just doesn't want to sit there and she doesn't want to spend the time there, which is fine. Um, you know, there's lots of other exciting things to do. I'm just not sure how to encourage her to sit on it for a longer period of time. <laughs> um, even if there's a toy that she hasn't had before and she's playing with it and she's happy, she just gets off the potty and then sits down next to the potty. But I do think it's helping because the book kind of takes you through um, Polly's Princess Polly's experience of buying a potty with her mum and then, uh, you know, just the whole experience. And it's really, really great little read. So I'm hoping the more and more I read her this book, the more she'll start to understand and to get it. She does understand, she does get it, because just this evening, actually, when she read on the carpet, she came into the bathroom and she said, Mama, pee-pee. And I said, do you want to do a pee-pee in the potty? And she said, Mama, pee-pee, pee-pee. And I was like, you've done a pee-pee already? Yes. <laughs> so she knows. <laughs> and she knows where they're meant to go. And I said to her, a are peepees? I said, don't worry, doesn't matter that you've had an accident, but are your peepees meant to go on the potty? And she goes, yeah, peepee potty. So she knows, she knows. Oh, she's actually just gone to sleep. That's amazing. I've been watching her little eyes and her thumb, but she's now rolled over and gone to sleep because she definitely was overtired. She definitely was overtired. Um, <clears throat> so no new news on the pregnancy front. Um... As far as I'm aware, we are not pregnant. I have changed apps, so I don't know if I mentioned to you guys, but I've been, I have used, and actually we used with Amaldine, so I'm sure I must have mentioned, mentioned this to you, the Natural Cycles app. But I've been using it for a good, I don't know, well, ever since we started trying again, way back in, what, November. Um, and it's just never picked up when I have essentially been ovulating so it just kind of gives me red days all the way through apart from my period and then it says green obviously but it never even when I log my temperature it never picks up any kind of ovulation so I thought well I'll just download another app do a free trial as all of these most of these apps offer and give it a go so I did I downloaded flow app f-l-o app and it picked up my ovulation straight away. So I added in my periods since December um, and I added in a lot of the temperatures from the last couple of months just so it could kind of get the predictions going in right. And then this month I was really, really definite on taking my temperature the second I woke up, really solid on that. Um, and it picked up ovulation. So I've now obviously ended my subscription with Natural Cycles and we'll probably actually not pay for flow. I'll probably end the subscription to that once the free trial's over. And then I'll just log 
now I've had like one solid of when it thinks I'm ovulating, I think I'll go off that and I'll just do it in my own calendar, to be honest, because I could see the temperature rise um, when it had said that I had ovulated. So it'll be interesting to see um, if anything comes of this. I'm not holding out much hope. Uh, so yes, we will see. But it was called the Flow app. Um, and it's really great. It's really great. I think things have come on a lot since I had downloaded Natural Cycles and there are better apps, I think, than Natural Cycles. We have booked our trip to France. So Hendrik, well, I'm not quite sure how I feel about this just yet, but we have booked our flights. It's on the first flight out to France <laughs> um, available. And we are very much hoping that the quarantine will be lifted and we'll get these air bridges going because we're not going to go unless it's an air bridge. But we have booked our flights. Worst case scenario, we'll just have to change them um, and go later. But yeah, we are going. So I'm a bit apprehensive about how the whole airport's going to happen. We have been... Um, uh, Hendrik and I have been wearing masks um, maybe every other day in the house for about five ten minutes just to get Amandine used to them because what we didn't want to do was go to the airport wear the mask the whole time um, and then Amandine get really freaked out by it so that's what we've been doing and she's totally fine with it in fact she'll go get one and she'll hand one to you and she'll say mum or mask so I'm not worried about that at all um, children aren't meant to wear them until they're actually two. Now, Amaldine is obviously almost two. She's two in September, so I'm not really worried about the age thing. But my, I think the reason we won't be, and I think I'm saying this now, we won't be putting a mask on her is because I think she'll spend more time trying to get it off than she will wearing it. So her hands will be heading to her face a lot more than they do already. Um, and I think that's probably worse. Whereas if she is going to touch anything, I will just be really, really quick at trying to get the sanitizer on or giving her hands a wash before she puts her thumb in her mouth. That's the difficult thing that we have to deal with is the thumb in the mouth thing. Um, so we'll see how that one goes. But yeah, I'm really hoping that the whole airport, the whole hire car company thing will be okay we did think about driving, but Hendrik's not one for stopping over places. <laughs> He's not one for taking his time and seeing the journey down as a adventure, as an adventure or part of the holiday. So he just wants to get there. So we did consider driving and it would be a 14, 15 hour drive if we didn't hit any delays. And that's not including waiting for the Eurotunnel. So we decided against it. Well, he decided against it. I was very pro it. But I will report back and let you know how we get on. Veggie Patch, thank you so much for the Veggie Patch questions. It's coming along very well. Shared a little bit on my Instagram about that if you follow me at Emma Jolan. Um, raspberries mm, are wonderful. Coming in a treat. Strawberries are getting there. Um, yeah, everything's flourishing. Cauliflower especially. The leaves are ginormous, but I'm yet to see actually any form of cauliflower happening. So not too sure. I've never grown a cauliflower before, so we'll see what happens. Um, but yes, thank you very much for all of the love on the veggie patch. And I'm glad you liked hearing about it um, in episode five. <laughs> 
there's more of that to come, but I mean, I have very little, um, very little information on it. And our rat isn't back. Last summer, we had a bit of a rat issue and our rat hasn't come back. So he came back a few months ago, but he's not back again. So I'm, I'm not sure if someone's caught him, maybe, perhaps. Um, what else can I share with you? Oh yes, Amandine's lack. So, you know, I said at the beginning that Amandine's really growing into herself. <laughs> oh my goodness, that sass, that sass. She, her lack of sharing is not ideal, but she hasn't had to share with anybody. So this is where I have to just think about a lot of this is down to maybe the lack of contact she's had with other children. Um, and she's just been center of attention. So you know that book that I was reading, um, it's called Why Don't, Why Do French Children Not Throw Food? My, uh, one of Hendrik's friends gave it to us when I was pregnant with Amaldine, because obviously Hendrik's French. Um, and it's all about the cultural differences between, in motherhood essentially, between French and English, um, and also American mothers, and parenting styles. And oh my goodness, it's so true. <laughs> Oh, it is so true. So many things. I was like, oh, Hendrik is just like that. He is just like that. Um, but, oh, what was my point here? What was my point? Oh, yes, they call um, a... So in the descriptions bit right at the end, which she refers to throughout the book, she's basically an American uh, mother married to, I think he's English, but they live in Paris, in France, which is quite an intense French environment, Paris. Um, not that I've ever been, but that's what Hendrik tells me. And she is essentially talking to all of these French mothers and noticing the differences um, between French parenting and English parenting. And at the end, she yeah, describes this, um, what's it called? Enfant, enfant roi, I think they call it. So like, it's a child king, essentially. And I think the description goes something like this. Um, child doesn't handle frustration well, and the child is center of the parent's attention. <laughs> and when I read that description, I was like, my child is an enfant Wow. <laughs> I apologise for my French accent, it's hideous. Um, she's a child king. She literally is a child king. And lockdown has done that to us. Like lockdown has made us and her, well her, a child king. We've made her a child king. Because she has had our utmost attention, our absolute complete 100% attention. She yelps, we're there. She says something, we're there. We're interacting, we're encouraging her to speak. She wants to play, we're there to play. She wants to go in the garden, we're there to go in the garden. She says beach, we take her to the beach. She says animals, we take her to see the animals. She says bike ride, we take her on a flipping bike ride. So it's our fault too. <laughs> we haven't been very set with boundaries, but that's because we haven't had anything to do, or Hendrik hasn't had anything to do. So, you know, if child says something, then why not? Let's just go and do it. Um, so yeah, we, we definitely have been letting her rule the roost. But where I really recognised this was I went to go and see the animals with a couple of friends whose children had, um, well, one of the children had been going through nursery all, the, all during COVID because um, his mum is a key worker. And other child... I'm not sure he had been to nursery, actually. I think he was just going back. Um, and, oh my goodness, 
the minute I opened my mouth to talk to my friends um, or their kids, she was just in there. She just wanted, she was like, mamo, 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 mamo. <laughs> she did not like my attention being diverted away from her one little bit. And um, <laughs> my friend gave uh, her child a bit of banana and Amandine doesn't really like banana in that way. She likes banana with peanut butter, but she's not one for kind of taking half a banana and just munching down half a banana. But my friend very kindly gave Amandine some banana, and it was the smaller bit of banana, because of course she wanted to give most of it to her child, of course. And Amandine was like, no, 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 and was pointing to the bigger bit of banana, and I was like, what is it? And she just pointed and pointed, and I was like, Amandine, do you want the bigger bit of banana? She was like, yeah, yeah. So she essentially wanted what she couldn't have. And oh my goodness. And then Amandine chucked the banana on the floor. I could not believe it. <laughs> I could not believe it. I think that was like our first mini tantrum. And then because all the, all the other kids had snacks and I didn't have any to give her. And also she really didn't need them. It was like 10 o'clock in the morning. She did not need a snack. She'd had such a huge breakfast. Um. Yeah, I then had tears for ages. Oh God, it was hard work. It was really hard work. Um, so I've been trying to work on that this week and really tried to focus on Amaldine having what she has and that's it and I think next time that happens I need to be ahead of the game and if I see mums getting out snacks or whatever I need to just jump straight on it and either give them a snack or maybe take Amaldine away or I don't quite know how to handle it if anyone has any wonderful clues um, or tips please let me know. I'd love to know. <laughs> um, but yeah, there are certainly some little bits that I'm um, starting to notice because of lockdown, I think. She doesn't like any new man, uh, but I hear that's a thing outside of lockdown as well. She can be quite shy. She's developed this, oh my goodness, she's developed this evil cackle, <laughs> this little laugh. Um, go and on my... Emma Jolan page if you want to hear it and go to the Father's Day post that I posted uh, with Hendrik for well for Hendrik essentially I guess um for my gratitude and there's her little laugh <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> it's quite fake but it's hilarious um yeah it's really really sweet so what else I hope you all had lovely Father's Day Father's Father's Day actually um that was when Hendrik broke his tooth so it wasn't ideal <laughs> and we ended up making pizza and it was really lovely in the end and we went to the beach and it was raining and then uh, I tried to persuade him to come on the podcast this week to talk about being a dad but no couldn't get him on so I'm going to ask one of his friends probably instead and then see if that will hint at him coming on right I'm going to answer your questions because this is going to be a short and brief podcast I promised myself and I know I always say that and they end up being an hour don't they but let's answer your questions do you still teach yoga as much and is this good is it a good career to have with young baby children or not yes I still teach yoga yes I teach my private clients um I taught them privately in their homes before and also I'm now teaching them over zoom um because of covid of course Yes, it's a great career to have with um, children, I would say, so long as you are happy to work out of normal hours, if you're not going to send your kids to nursery or whatever, but what I find is 
I'm working either in lunchtime naps or I'm working late in the evening, which sometimes when Amandine was a baby baby and I went back to teaching my privates, that was difficult because I was exhausted. I was absolutely exhausted and I was still breastfeeding. So I would um, put her down to go to sleep for her last feed until 10 o'clock. And then I would drive to my client's house, teach them yoga, come back stay awake for another like hour, feed her at 10 and then put her down. And so, yeah, it was, it was a long day. It was the days that I taught with long day. I couldn't do it every day. That's for sure. Um, and then, you know, during the day, if you've got someone to look, look after them, like papa's around or you're, you have a nanny or you're sending them childcare or, you know, you have parents that can look after them for a bit. Yeah, it's great because you can be super flexible but they do obviously need looking after. At one point, I did think I would teach mum and baby yoga and take Amandine along with me, um, but that just didn't really happen, actually, and I didn't I didn't have the energy to do it. In all honesty, I didn't have the energy to do it, and uh, I probably could have done it if I was more motivated, but I didn't. But yeah, I would say all round, it's a really good career to have um, with kiddos. Retreat-wise is tricky. I haven't felt, uh, up until this point really, that I could run a retreat because obviously you're kind of away from them for a fair bit of time, especially if you're doing an international retreat, and I just didn't want that. Um, I think, you're, for me, it's only really possible because Hendrik's home a lot, um, but it's all very much based around Hendrix roster. So I'm lucky in that my clients are very flexible. So I can basically say I can teach this day, this day, this day, this day, but it's never the same day really each week, very rarely because Hendrix either doing earlies or lates or, um, he's not, he's not at home kind of, he's not your typical nine to five. And then I'd know he'd be home, but that's always been tricky with me holding down any form of yoga class, to be honest, because Hendrix just, his, everything is around his roster. That's the life that we have to live because of Hendrix's work. Um, it's all very uncertain. It's all very, well, not uncertain, but it's all very month by month type thing. Um, nothing is ever the same day. And that's why I stopped working my full-time job, actually, um, before we got married, because we just didn't link in. Like, he was always working weekends, I was always working Monday to fun, Friday, nine to f- nine to like seven kind of thing. He'd then be going to bed super early because he'd have an early the next day, and we'd be like ships in the night. And it just wasn't, it just wasn't possible to have that kind of, um, to have. Well, for us, it wasn't what I wanted. Um, so yeah, I think it very much depends, maybe, on what your partner's doing um, or what childcare you have to make it possible. Um, oh, some great, great guest suggestions. Yes, I would love to have Carly back on. I'm I'm going to ask her actually to come back on and have a chat about her first year of motherhood. I think that'd be really nice. Um, if you haven't listened before, Carly Rowena came on the podcast with her husband, Leon, um, and came to chat when she was pregnant. And now her beautiful little girl is, I think, almost a year or is a year. Jack's very, very cute little girl. Um, what else have we got? Advice on going back to work full time. Yeah, I guess I just covered that a little bit. Um, and also at the beginning of the podcast, but I don't really have any advice because I, um, I'm trying to figure it all out myself, but I think 
everybody's different and I think it's really easy especially with social media if you're online it's really easy to get overwhelmed by thinking that you're not doing enough or you're not going back to work fast enough or um you know I think it depends what kind of work you're referring to if you're just going back to your old job um and you know what you're doing and you know the structure that you have maybe it's a little bit easier to figure out around childcare, but um, make sure you're ready. I think it's huge. It's a huge thing going back to work and totally under, um, it's just not made a big deal of, is it? But it's massive. I think it's a massive thing going back to work. And, you know, the first few years of having children are insane. And the attachment that we create, and I couldn't even one of the hardest things for me which was a year ago now and I haven't done it since so that's telling you something I went to London to do this uh, to do the bugaboo launch for their new buggy to host their um host their panel I don't know if you guys remember but I hosted that panel discussion um with two lovely mums and that was for bugaboo and I stayed overnight in London by myself without Amandine and I was away for from Amandine for 24 hours And I loved it, but I also hated it at the same time, and I haven't done it since. And to be honest, I know if I did it, I'd be totally fine, and I would really enjoy it. But it's the thought of being away from her that I just can't handle at the moment. Um, I just don't want to (laughs) be. I just don't want to be. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? You, um, you You just have to do everything in your own time, and then it's all just, you know, getting used to the new normal, like COVID, really. Just getting used to the new normal and what the new normal is, and... Um, but yeah, my biggest advice would be take your time. Don't feel pressured. Um, maybe if you can start going back part-time so you can see how it feels and then, uh, and then if it's okay, go back a little bit more. See how you feel. Teething. We have resorted to Calpol and I don't feel comfortable giving it too often. Yeah, we don't either actually. I've just given her some powder because she's massively teething, which I think is another reason for her overtiredness. But yes, um, we give her Ashton's and Parsons teething powder, which we swear, we, it's brilliant, it's great stuff, really works for Amandine, um, really, really good. And we've given her Calpol, I reckon, for teething in two years, maybe four times, five times it's ever been that bad, or we've thought it's been that bad. Um, so yeah, about five, yeah, four or five times. A try Ashton Parsons teething powder, it's really, really helped, or some homeopathy, um, try homeopathy too. And I think that's it actually, does A still suck her thumb, any tips? Um, yeah, that is it, that's it on the questions, thank you so much for sending them all in, um, and thank you so much for listening to today's podcast, I hope I will have shared a little bit of um, nod along moments and me too moments so you don't feel alone I don't feel alone please please message me if you're listening to the podcast I love hearing from you um, and I will check in with you guys next week if you have a moment I would really appreciate it if you would rate review and subscribe in all complete honesty I have had for some reason and I don't really know why a few one-star reviews on the podcast which has brought the podcast down to four and a half star rating which is devastating for me because I hate that people think that little of the podcast um, and what I share but if you have a moment I would really appreciate it if you would go on and pop in your rating and a review um, and then subscribe it makes all the difference 
Oh, and a big bit of news, which I haven't shared with anybody yet, is we are way over 100,000 listens. Can you believe? I couldn't quite believe it, actually. Um, But we are. We are well over 100,000 listens, which is awesome, which is so awesome. Um, And I just want this podcast to help as many people as it possibly can. So if you have a minute, it would mean the world to me. And let me know that you've listened. All right, lots of love. I'll check in with you guys next week. Um, Have a great rest of your week. Bye.